the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors. Got questions concerning elder or state law? Attorney Mike Connors has the answer. He was recognized in 2012 as one of New York's top lawyers by New York Magazine and brings over 30 years' experience to the table. His office number is 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Here's Mike Connors. We are gathered here on hallowed ground, horses Welcome to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. Welcome to the show. If, if you haven't listened to us before, you know, welcome. If you have listened to us before, you got a pretty good idea of what the show is about. The first part of the show, we talk about estate planning and elder law. And the idea behind estate planning is to pass assets from one generation to the next, paying the least amount in taxes we need to pay legally, avoiding going through court, avoiding probate, and as far as elder law is concerned, trying to save assets from nursing home bills. The second part of the show, we talk about politics, history, religion, and we'll touch upon that, you know, a little bit later. And, and anyway, today I'm joined by my wife, Beth, who right now is in the background. Hello. My son, Michael. Hello, everyone. And one of the attorneys from our office, the last few weeks, we've had an attorney each week from our office, Daniela Campoli. Welcome Hello to there. the show. Hello there. Thank you. Now, Daniela, give us a little bit about your background. Where did where, you grow, grow up? Where did you go to law school? So I grew up in Floral Park, Queens. I went to law school in Pace University. I did my undergraduate at St. John's University. Okay, and a lot, since you live in Floral Park, you spend a lot of your time in the, in the Queens offices. Correct. Mostly the Middle Village and Bayside offices. And what primarily, what kind of files do you work on? Um, estate planning files. We do a lot of Medicaid, some estates, some litigation. Okay. So you have a question that was... Uh, sent to us. What is the question, the estate planning question? So the question is, my mother is currently in a nursing home. What happens if my mother is unable to sign a power of attorney because she is blind? Blind is an obstacle, but it really doesn't stop somebody from signing a power of attorney. And you know, the same thing in doing a will. You know, the the standard affidavit on, on doing a will is that, you know, the person does not have any defective sight hearing and so forth. But yes, if a person is visually impaired, you still can do a will. You still can do a power of attorney. The main question is, do they understand the document that's in front of them mentally, not necessarily whether they can read it? Now, we do have to take extra precautions when you're signing something for a, a person who's blind to make absolutely sure that they they know what they're signing, what's in the document. You know, like ordinarily, we wouldn't re- read a will from beginning to end. But for a blind person, we might. And the power of attorney, you can't really read the whole thing, but you certainly have to spend time. What names are there? How are the names spelled? um, And and what the powers are that you're giving the person through the power of attorney. But being blind, it's an obstacle that has to be dealt with. It has to be done a little bit more carefully. It has to be done, you know, more work put into it. But at the same time, uh, we, we can do a power of attorney for somebody who's blind. Now, it's going to be especially... You know, difficult right now because we're going to sign with Zoom, but hopefully we're going to have a social worker at the hospital who can help us out. And listen, there are a lot of social workers at different hospitals and nursing homes that are great and and they help us out. Some places are not quite as cooperative, but we, you know, we got to get the job done. And if you give us a call, we're we're going to do our best to get the job done. Now, Daniela, there's something else I know, and we're all getting these questions right now. We, We have a new president. What what do you what's the feedback you're hearing from some of the clients? So we have been receiving this question a lot. So with the new administration coming in, what can we expect? Will the estate tax laws change? Will people have to update their documents? So we have been receiving this question a lot lately. Yeah, and and to be honest with you, it's way too early to tell. There are a lot of proposals floating around there, but 
you know, we still have, there's still 50 Republican senators, and they're going to have to carry every single Democrat to make a change. And there's, there's a possibility there are going to be some compromises along the way. And we certainly have to hope for it. But it's really bad if everything that's floating around right now gets put out there. You know, if the state tax, right now it's almost $12 million tax-free federally. If they knock it down to $6 million, then, you know, a lot of people who have 7 or $8 million worth of assets may, you know, have some problems. They may have to pay taxes they wouldn't have to pay. But also remember, New York State right now, it's if you have a net estate in New York right now, change of numbers January 1st, you know, it says, well, five million nine hundred and thirty thousand dollars is tax free. All right. I got a six million dollar estate now. And I'm not going to have to pay much in taxes. You got to pay one hundred and seventy thousand dollars if your estate is net is six million dollars and you need to do some planning. And here, for the most part, any plan that we put together in the past to save on taxes should work in the future. It may not cut the taxes down as much as we hoped it would, but it's still going to cut on taxes. And it's going to be even more important right now to to do your planning. I mean, capital gains taxes may go up. Income taxes may go up. Estate taxes may go up. We don't want the government more to get more than they absolutely need to get. we the, the government right now is probably going to be our enemy, and we want to work to reduce the state taxes, the capital gains taxes as much as possible. And that we've always been trying to do that. It's just now it may be more important than ever to do estate planning because if you do no estate, you know, here's the thing, if you do no estate planning, um, you really are, are, are going to get whacked. You know, at least we can do something you know, to save as much as we can. And listen, we do not want money to go to the government. And we, I may even change, you know, positions on something like making gifts or whatever, where, where in the past we may have said it, it's not cost effective to make gifts. In the future, maybe it is going to be cost effective to make gifts. You know, depending on where they change the capital gains taxes and things like that. We, You, you know, if capital gains taxes are not wiped out by death, well, then in that case, we may want to make some gifts of real estate and things like that, depending on the, the, the circumstances. But please do not take this as a general instruction. we got to sit down, think about it, and come up with the best plan. And right now, making gifts in, in certain cases, if you have cash, may not be a bad idea because maybe we can get those gifts grandfathered in. And if you want to give us a call and talk about it, uh, you can give us a call at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Now, Danielle, where are our offices in Queens? So we have one in Middle Village on Metropolitan Avenue, and we have one in Bayside in Northern Boulevard, close to Francis Lewis Boulevard. Right, and the thing is, those offices are open one or two days a week. I'm usually there one day each week, and if you do want to schedule an appointment with me, Give us a call. I'll meet with you. Like I said, we I go to, to Bayside at least once a week. I go to Middle Village at least once a week. Daniela's there sometimes twice a week, three times a week in Queens. Um, and, you know, the idea behind the appointment, the first appointment, is to get an idea of what your assets are, what you want to accomplish, who's in your family, do you have children, do you don't have children, that kind of thing, and, and get an idea and try to make up a plan for you that's going to help save on taxes. And any plan we did in the past was meant to save on taxes. And, you know, we may have some wills that we may have thought were overkill um, because you really didn't need it because you didn't need to save on taxes. And those wills today we may need, you know, to be able to save on taxes. I, I can tell you right now, some people, you know, with may not have needed tax planning three, four years ago. You may need some tax planning this year, next year. We don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully, the worst things that are being thrown around out there are not going to happen, but we have to be prepared for the future. Now, you know, if you listen to the show, when there is a, a change, we're going to spend time talking about it. If you're on our mailing list, our newsletter list, hopefully when there's a change, we're going to have it on a newsletter list. Michael, how do we get on that? If you want to get on our newsletter list, just email us at info at connorsandsullivan.com or call us at 718-238-6500. We'll make sure to get you added on so that you're able to get our updates on what's going on with the laws and everything else. 
Now, getting back to, to the thing about being blind. Now, Daniela, I know you've probably um, you, you've done powers of attorney and wills for blind people. We've done powers of attorney and wills for people who don't speak English. Um, and again, you know, we try, you know, those are obstacles, but those are obstacles that can be, you know, overcome. And, you know, Beth was talking earlier when, when this, we remember a client once, he was a World War II veteran. This probably was 30 years ago. And he was a World War II veteran. He lost his arm in the war. And then he had a stroke and he lost the use of his other arm. And then he learned to sign his name by holding the pen in his mouth. So there may be obstacles, but we can overcome the obstacles. Again, if, you, if, you, if you're blind, we have to take some precautions. But just because you're blind doesn't mean you can't sign anything. Just because you're deaf doesn't mean you can't sign anything. Sometimes I think deaf is one of the hardest things because, you know, to communicate, you have to write things down, um, you know, and, and person's hard of hearing, you know. Like every once in a while, I'm in one of the offices and I'm, in my mind, yelling and screaming at a person because they're hard of hearing. And then another client is down the hallway or whatever, and she says, well, why were you yelling at that poor woman? <laughs> because she's very hard of hearing. But, you know, you, you, you write in large print, you, you, you type in large print. You know, as long as the person can mentally understand what we're talking about, we can get the job done. And and don't think, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. And yes, it's it's a challenge sometimes with people in nursing homes because we have to sign through what we call Zoom or Skype or other other internet or Facebook, FaceTime or whatever. But we are able to do these things. It's like I said, it's 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 a bit of a challenge. And you can sign a will now from your home. We can witness it. Uh, on Zoom or a computer or whatever, and let's say you can be sitting at home, we can have a will in front of you, you sign it, we witness it, and it's a valid will. Now, there's a little inconvenience there. we got to get copies back and forth, and we got to get the original back in 30 days and so forth and so on. But it's, it's don't put an obstacle in your mind whether you can get the job done or not. We can get the job done. Give us a call. We'll try to get it done. And, you know, like I said, we're going to be facing challenging times over the next couple of years. Just see what we can do. You can always give us a call at 718-238-6500. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. At the end of the break, we'll be talking to Kevin McCullough. If you're a homeowner age 62 or older and are finding it hard to pay off debt, or how about enjoying your retirement years with less stress, a government-insured reverse mortgage may be the answer or might be the perfect solution for you and your family. Hi, this is Frank Melia, a certified mortgage planner. I've been a mortgage specialist for over 20 years, and I've helped countless homeowners all over the tri-state area tap into a little or a lot of their home equity so they can use it right now. This past October, the federal government made changes to the reverse mortgage loan program. Give me a call now so our office can show you how these changes affect how much money you receive and how the annual mortgage insurance costs have decreased. My job is to help you find the best solutions for your retirement goals. I do this by educating homeowners with straightforward information and answers. It's free to call and speak with me, Frank Melia, to determine if this FHA program might be able to help you and your loved ones now. Call and speak with me right now. I'll answer your questions and help you decide if a reverse mortgage is right for you and your family. Make the call now, 888-943-2646, or try me on the internet at www.quanticbank.com backslash F Melia. Once again, call 888-943-2646 and you could be on your way to a stress-free retirement. Frank Melia, NMLS number 62591. All loans provided by Quantic Bank. NMLS number 403503. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Every week we promise you're going to get an illegal answer to a legal question from Connors and Sullivan's own Mike Connors. Uh, about uh, estate care or elder law, and uh, this question this week comes from Nicole, Mike. She says, Dear Mr. Connors, I had my will and trust done about two years ago. Since then, I had a falling out with my niece, who was listed as a beneficiary and set to receive about 100000 on my passing. 
I want to change the trust distribution to exclude my niece, who I've not spoken to in about a year, but my lawyer said I need to change my will as well. Is this true and why? Signed, Nicole. Mike Connors. Yes, I would agree, because let's say for the sake of argument, we have a will, $100,000 to the niece in the will. Uh, we need to probate the will for whatever reason. Things happen, and the niece says, where's my $100,000? It's a lot easier to have the trust and the will read the same way. Yes, I would change both. Uh, it seems pretty simple. Friends, maybe you've got a question about how to do it. Call Connors & Sullivan right now, 718-238-6500, and uh, set up your own appointment. Uh, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. And also send your questions to askmikeconnors at gmail.com. Of course, he'll answer one here with Kevin McCullough each week. He'll also answer more of your questions on his own broadcast, Saturday mornings at 8 on AM 570 and FM 102.3, The mission and of course sunday mornings at 11 on am 970 the answer mike connors thanks so much thank you kevin remember again you can hear kevin mccullough monday through friday's new time 7 p.m on 970 the answer and he's still on wmca 570 the mission monday through friday at three o'clock we're going to take a short break and we'll be back on ask the lawyer I have children. How can I protect them if something happens? Will my to assets be lost if I go into a nursing home? We have property. How will it affect the ones still here? Who will help us take care of Grandma? These questions can be answered by calling 718-238-6500 for a free consultation from Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, providing dedicated, caring, and highly responsive legal services. They're focused on issues that matter to you, protection of your family, preservation of your assets, and respect of your wishes with dignity. That's all I want from a lawyer, making it easier for my children. Call 718-238-6500. Get a free consultation. Connors & Sullivan's clients don't get lost in the cracks. They have dedicated attorneys who know their clients and the issues that matter most to them. Connors and Sullivan's estate planning, elder law, and probate attorneys work closely with every client. Don't leave behind problems for your family. Call 718-238-6500 and get a free consultation today. Connors and Sullivan, plan now for later. Welcome back again to Ask the Lawyer. We're still with Daniela from, from our office and attorney. And, you know, Daniela, uh, another question that comes up, well, you asked the question or what? Sure. So my mother doesn't speak English. Can she still execute a power of attorney, health care proxy, and a will? And again, the answer is yes. The, you, you don't necessarily, uh, let's say in signing a will, you don't necessarily have to, witnesses and the, the testator don't necessarily have to have speak the same language. There does have to be a meeting of the minds. But, you know, Connors and Sullivan, we have an awful lot of languages that are covered. Daniela, you speak Italian. Correct. So I speak Italian. We have done tons of wills where we have had to translate it. I have translated from English to Italian, the power of attorney we've translated, the healthcare proxy, the trust, all of the documents can be translated so that the testator, the person signing knows exactly what they are signing. Yeah. And there's so many other languages that we speak, you know, Russian, Ukrainian, Spanish, um, Greek, Chinese. Uh, we got at least three Chinese dialects here uh, and Hindi and so forth and so on. So, you know, let alone Tagalog in the Philippines. And I, I don't know if we <laughs> maybe we need to make a list or whatever. I guess we do have a list, but I can't even cover all the languages. That we, you know, it's, a, it's it's an international conglomerate, so to speak, of all the people. But, you know, there's a good shot that we do have somebody who speaks that language. And so in those cases that we don't. We'll try to work something out. But uh, again, what I'm saying is we don't put obstacles in somebody's mind. It's not a problem that your mother or father doesn't speak English. It's an obstacle we have to deal with, but it's not something that can't be resolved. And, you know, by the way, we've been asking questions. Michael, how, how do you email us? If you want to send us a question, email us at askmikeconnors. That's spelled C-O-N-N-O-R-S, askmikeconnors at gmail.com. Once again, that's askmikeconnors at gmail.com, and we'll try to get back to you. Maybe you'll even hear your question answered on air. Okay, and, and another thing, too, people have asked me about when we're going to do seminars again. And, you know, listen, we can't. There's no indoor dining in, in New York City right now. Of course, it may change in the next day or two. It may change by the time we broadcast. But right now, we don't have indoor dining in New York. There are a lot of things we can't do, but 
how do you get our seminar? We're on YouTube, right, Michael? Yes, we are. Um, if you go to YouTube.com and just search Connors and Sullivan video seminar, you'll see it. It's one long video. We've tried to answer as much as we possibly can on there. Um, hopefully, you know, you can learn whatever you need to figure out. Maybe you need to make an appointment. Maybe you need to come in for a consultation. Um, maybe you just want to learn more. Uh, maybe you want to be educated yourself. But in any event, Connors and Sullivan video seminar. Enter that into the search bar on YouTube.com. Okay, so we're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. You're listening to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. I think I just found myself believing that I didn't need God. I just had everything under control, and church was actually a, a burden to me. I might have gone to church, you know, at Christmas time, gradually quit going. No, I didn't take my faith seriously, which, which probably means I, I never really got it to begin with. You can have a beautiful car, a big fancy home, if you don't have Christ in your life, there's an emptiness that's there. We are enslaved to power or to greed or to wealth or to lust, especially as a man. But there's a true freedom to not be enslaved, but to attach ourselves to God and to be free. Thank God I'm home. Now that I'm back in the Catholic Church, I'm a new person. I love it. There's peace in our home that we didn't have before. You're coming home to a Catholic family where people today just embrace you. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. Time now for Connor's Corner, where Mike takes a closer look at topics like history, politics, religion, and more. Here's Mike. Welcome to the Connor's Corner segment of Ask the Lawyer. Today, you know, we have an old friend of the show who's been on a lot of times, former city councilman, state senator, Marty Golden, who's now working with Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens. Welcome, Marty. Thank you, Michael, and i um, happy to be here to be able to talk about Catholic Charities, and uh, thank you for giving us this opportunity. Right. Now, in the past, we've spoken a lot about politics, but right now, a lot of our listeners out there don't want to talk about politics. It's oh, too depressing. Believe me, I know. Yeah. So... Catholic Charity, and, and we got to say this, Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens. You know, like some people make a donation, and I even sometimes when I'm doing a will, and somebody says, well, I want to leave some money to Catholic Charities, and we got to go over, you know, depending on where they live. Do you mean Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of New York, let's say if you're in Staten Island or Manhattan, or whether you're from Brooklyn and Queens? And a lot of people do not distinguish the difference between them. They don't, and... Uh... We're glad to give to Catholic Charities, uh, whether it be the Archdiocese or Brooklyn and Queens. Uh, but it's important that uh, we focus on Brooklyn and Queens. These are the two largest boroughs or counties uh, in, in, in the country. Uh, uh, and when you take a look at the number of people uh, and the services that are needed, and you look at uh, COVID and, uh, you know, 60% of the uh, uh, COVID cases, we were the epic center, Brooklyn and Queens, uh, when it first hit. Uh, so it's important that we focus on what Catholic Charities has been able to accomplish, continues to accomplish, and that's serving uh, the people of Brooklyn and Queens. We're talking about millions of people, and we're talking about tremendous amount of work that's being done uh, in not only housing, um, but in actually services and stuff that we haven't really, nobody really talks about, and that's mental health and and other areas that uh, are really coming to the surface right now, and other things like utilities and rent and uh, things that people can't even focus on and aren't focusing on, and uh, landlords and banks, and uh, there's an awful lot to get done in 2021, and uh, that's just an opening uh, statement of what we have to try to accomplish and and make awareness to uh, Kathy Charities, Brooklyn and Queens, and to get some uh, people that donate uh, not only uh, money, but time and effort into a great, great cause. Now, how many meals? Do you have any idea? How many meals did you guys give out in, in Christmas, New Year's, and so forth? We've given out uh, over 4 million meals, uh, probably uh, just in the area when we did our pop-up food pantries. We did them in the... Uh, so I guess the late summer, autumn, um, we gave out somewhere over a million meals uh, to 100,000 people, over 100,000 people um, for them and their families. And uh, thank God we had the volunteers that were able to come out and help us, the, whether it was the Carpenters Union or 
um, Local 15, the uh, uh, different unions that came out to support us, uh, the teams, to the uh, uh, BRS. He was uh, really, really good. They, um, uh, relocation services uh, did a great, great job and also volunteering with us. So we had an awful lot of volunteers uh, that came out that helped us to give out those meals. And the sadness that you've seen in the people's eyes as they were coming on the line uh, and this little smile that they would have at the end when they received this food that they were able to bring home with them. But uh, you got to figure that uh, that alone, uh, of course, is uh, somewhere in a category of about $3 million in food assistance alone. Uh, that's going to food pantries today, and uh, uh, and of course uh, during that uh, pop-ups, and of course during uh, Christmas and uh, New Year period. So, how does Catholic Charities get the money to support these programs? We uh, we do a host of uh, we look for grants uh, from uh, government and from uh, companies of uh, corporate America. Uh, we look for foundation money, and of course, we look for uh, volunteers to step up to the plate and donate money, uh, whether it be from their 401s or from 457s or from uh, planning that they may give uh, at the end of the year to us uh, is very, very important. Every dollar counts, and every dollar goes as uh, well used, whether it's dealing with the uh, a birth. Uh, we have over 2,000 kids at early childhood programs and summer youth programs, and uh, we go right into uh, internship programs and uh, empowerment strategies for success in getting people jobs. So we go from the cradle to the to, to death, and uh, there is needs across the board in Brooklyn and Queens that are astounding. People don't understand how many people are really in need. Like I was saying in the beginning of time, we have... Uh, we're probably one of the largest, um, probably second or third underneath the uh, federal government when it comes to housing. 5,000 units of housing for seniors and formerly homeless and those struggling uh, veterans and homeless vets. Uh, and we're out there doing it on a day-to-day basis. So we're dealing with housing, dealing with our children, and we're dealing with our families and over 14,000 families that we work with prevention programs and homeless-based programs and being able to assist them as well. So there's a tremendous, tremendous outreach going on, a tremendous, tremendous need for money. And the best way of getting that money, obviously, is from people listening to your program and others stepping up and putting this either in the will or 457s or 409s or coming out and writing a check for us uh, in uh, giving us uh, or to a credit card and uh, giving us some dollars to be able to operate up in the operations of Catholic Charities in Brooklyn and Queens. And I just want to make a point. You know, obviously, we both live in Bay Ridge, but all across Brooklyn and Queens, we have a lot of our senior citizens who are cash poor and house rich. You know, maybe they bought their house for 30 years ago for $50,000. Now, depending on which neighborhood you're in, it might be worth $2 million, it may be worth 800000 whatever. But, you know, let's say we're talking about doing a trust. After you're gone, I mean, Catholic Charities is going to be in business for the long run. After you're gone, if you wanted to make a gift, we could you, you could segment either a set amount or, let's say, a percentage. A lot of times it's cleaner to do a set amount that goes to Catholic Charities out of the sale of your house after you're gone. And it's a charitable deduction. I don't know where estate taxes are going to go in the next couple of months. Uh, a lot of weird things are being floated around out there that will scare, scare us to death, and we'll talk about that in a later show. But... You know, again, in your trust, you can say, uh, upon my death, when my house is sold, I leave X amount of dollars to Catholic Charities. Because a lot of a lot of you out there, we know that you can't write a check right now because you're living on your Social Security and pension. You don't know what's going to happen next month, next year. Um, and people working, you don't know if you're going to have a job next year. Uh, and some landlords out there. I don't know how you guys are getting by right now because in some cases you're not getting paid your rent. You're not getting any breaks. Your real estate taxes are going up. And you're not collecting your rent. Uh, but maybe at the end, maybe we think about Catholic charities in the long run. Well, I'm hoping that's the case because uh, there is, like I said, that need. And I did describe how we've worked from cradle to the grave and uh, 
people putting us in their trust uh, would be uh, a great asset for us for uh, being able to come up with dollars that would be able to keep this program alive for many, many years to come. Uh, we are one of the largest, like I said, in the country, uh, not just the charities, but when it comes to housing and when it comes to other programs that we do and all the different approaches that we take to raising money, there's still that need. Uh, the need for money in Catholic Charities Brooklyn, Queens is something of uh, of uh, uh, great magnitude, and we need to be able to come you know, to to be able to raise those dollars. And one of the ways we're raising it, obviously, is we're honoring you, my good man, and and for a dinner we're having on September 16th over at uh, um, the uh, Catering Hall in Manhattan, and we're hoping that you'll be able to. Um, Help us with some tables. And, of course, <laughs> we got our golf outing coming up in uh, June. Uh, that will be another way of raising funds with, uh, and hopefully working with all the different uh, people that worked with us with uh, volunteering for the pop-up food lines and uh, all the people who come to our golf outing on a regular basis. So those are tr different ways we try to raise money. And another way we try to raise money is in... Uh, the bishop's uh, breakfast that we have every uh, year. That we well, have what's going to happen this year now? We're not going to be able to do it, obviously, and so we're going to try to do a webinar with uh, hopefully uh, uh, in the uh, end of February, beginning of uh, March, uh, do a webinar on uh, Catholic charities and how you can be helpful in uh, working through you, Michael, and, uh, and uh, doing this webinar for us, and uh, we thank you for that. Uh, but I think that's another awareness, making people aware of what's going on and giving them the opportunity uh, to have another uh, another way of, of giving either in a trust or, like I said, in their retirements or if they have that extra money uh, or divide, uh, add Catholic charities to your list and uh, divide up your money and uh, being able to give to a truly great, great cause. The millions of people that we touch each and every year our families, uh, the children. Uh, it's it's amazing, and it really many, brings a lot of joy. How many programs is Catholic Charities of Brooklyn Queens? How many do they run? We have over 160 programs. One six zero, 160. 100, over 160 programs. Think about the amount of people that it takes to run those programs, uh, whether it be for like some youth program, like I talked about earlier, or the uh, youth internship program, or the, uh, the early childhood program, or the child care, or the educational enrichment services, uh, the housing, the food. Uh, um, we added, we had 20 food pantries. And when we were doing these pop-up uh, food uh, um, for the, our communities, we added another 29. Monsignor Pinto was persistent in making sure that we opened up more food pantries. And there's been a 1,000% increase in requests of food across the board with these 49 food pantries today. Think about that, the work that's being done out there. So it's, it's we need help. Yeah, and, and you know, you mentioned Monsignor Lepinto, and before we went on the air, we talked about different directors of Catholic charities and other places, past places or whatever. But I, I think if you make a contribution to Catholic charities, you can rest assured that Monsignor Lepinto is going to do the best job possible He's an extremely able man, and, and, and I'm underestimating him by saying that. Well, if you break down the assets, and uh, we have over 50 buildings alone to be able to house the number of uh, almost 5,000 people uh, that we house. Think about that. How, many, how much work goes into maintaining those uh, 50 housing units? Uh, think about having to be able to make payroll for all of the different people that run these different programs. Think about having to make sure that you have the right management team in place and uh, if someone leaves and how you make that replacement and how you're on top of your game. Monsignor Lepinto is on top of his game. He knows, uh, I've worked with an awful lot of managers over my time. He is a good uh, manager. He knows where every dime is and uh, that's what makes him uh, the professional that he is, and he's the right man for this job. Uh, and thank God we got him. It's a half a billion dollar organization. 
Think about that. A half a million dollars is what money is going in and out of uh, Catholic Charities in, uh, and in its uh, holdings. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, again, you got a guy there who knows where the money's going, who really works hard on getting the money to the right place and doing the cost cutting, the hard jobs when it has to be done and cutting services, you know, when we have to balance the budget. He's he's a good steward. And, and that's one of the reasons I think you should think about Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens, because your donations your is going to be handled correctly. It is indeed. And uh, thank God for him and uh, Father Keating, uh, who's also yes. pretty good on the... Who's also a lawyer. Uh, yeah, also a lawyer and very sharp, but knows how to work that pencil. Uh, and uh, he is and uh, also a good asset to us as well. Uh, so it's not easy uh, to maintain an operation like that, and uh, he does it very, very well, both of these individuals, and uh, Monsignor Lepinto is a great leader. But he can't leave without the dollars, and the dollars is what's important, that they go to Brooklyn and Queens, to Catholic charities, to the different programs, to the millions of people and families that we help each and every year. And this is a perfect example, COVID-19. Nobody expected this to hit us the way it hit us. Uh, nobody expected to see the people uh, without food and uh, without housing. And uh, for Catholic Charities to step up to the plate and to make sure that we had that food and we had that housing and we had the ability to take care of those families uh, says a whole lot about who Catholic Charities is across this great country, but especially what Catholic Charities is about here in Brooklyn and Queens. Where can somebody learn more about Catholic Charities? There are a host of different websites that we can go to and uh, www.ccbq.org. Can you uh, say that again slower? W you know, a lot of our clients, or a lot of our listeners say out there, hey, we're old. We listen slower. <laughs> I've got, unfortunately, I'm that Brooklyn boy that talks fast. I apologize. Uh, but it's www.ccbq.org, O-R-G. And if you can... Uh, we greatly appreciate uh, if you can uh, reach out. And uh, we also have a telephone number, if you wish, is 718-722-6100. That's 718-722-6100. Uh, so that those that don't want to get on the computer can call us, and we will be there to help if you need help and hopefully those that want to donate some money or time energy please either call or email us all right marty golden thank you very much no michael thank you for all that you do for catholic charities and thank you for doing this webinar in february and thank you for being a man of the year for the you and mr Cammer from investors bank and of course uh, our good uh, uh priests that are going to be stepping up to also be honored uh, is says a whole host of things about who you are and what you're about. And I want to thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Martin. Before we go, Marty, you know, a lot of our clients who are, are listeners who are hockey fans, they remember your predecessor, John Potfan, was on this show all the time. And he, he had some medical problems. How's he doing now? He is doing much, much better. And believe it or not, the poor man still needs a kidney transplant. Uh, he's doing well, though, in Florida. I spoke with him only two weeks ago. Uh, he's got, uh, he sounds much better uh, today than he did a year ago. Yeah, you got to remember, he needed a liver transplant. He got that. And that's thankful to his brother. Uh, uh, and, of course, the Islanders, the great... Uh, uh, hockey team that they are, the Ledeckis, uh, made sure that they got him the liver transplant that he needed. And now he's waiting on a kidney transplant. And uh, But I got to tell you, he's up and he's about. Uh, and uh, that's good. All good. Yeah, because those of you who don't know him, he, he, you know, he was in the NHL for 12 years, all-star defenseman. Uh, his brother was better known, but still good hockey player, uh, radio broadcaster. And he worked for Catholic Charities. And, he, he, he you know, he got sick. He got ill. What is it, two years now? It's easy two years, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. He's down in Florida now about, uh, uh, it'll be March, I think it'll be two years, uh, when they got him down there uh, and got the liver transplant for him. Okay, well, let's wish him well for the... And keep you him know. in the press. He's still, he's not out of the woods, but he's in great, great shape, and he's, uh, and he's chipper, and he's uh, a lot better today than he was a year ago. God bless him.
God bless. Thank you. Do you have somewhere to sleep? Did you eat today? Are you making ends meet? For thousands of New Yorkers, the answer is no. For children and youth, adults, seniors, people struggling with addiction or mental illness, and for the isolated, Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens is there. With 160 programs and more than 4,500 units of affordable housing, Catholic Charities is one of the largest multi-service charitable organizations in the nation. We help change lives and build communities. If you or someone you know needs assistance, call 718-722-6001 or visit CCB. The Guild for Exceptional Children, or GEC, has been providing excellent care to children and adults with developmental disabilities since 1958. It is our mission to help build better lives and brighter futures for the people in our care. We serve nearly 1,000 individuals each day and are proud that 90 cents of every dollar is used for actual services. Please visit www.gecbklyn.org or call 718-833-6633 to learn more. How can I protect my family if something happens to me? What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa? These and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, taxes, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors and Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500, or connorsandsullivan.com. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. You know, when we're talking to Marty Golden, I, I briefly touched on the point that right now, the most efficient way to make a gift to charity may not be through your will. And and the reason, right, is COVID. Surrogates courts are either completely closed, semi-closed, partially closed, depending on which county you live in. Which, which what does that mean? Let's say you want to pass assets through your will. Well, a will has to be approved by a judge before the assets can be fully transferred. So right now, to get approval for the judge easily could take two to three years just from the delay. I'm projecting a little bit, but things are are very, very slow. Even sometimes where everybody consents to the will and there are no problems, the will still might take a year plus to get through probate. And and one or two things can really stall you off. So let's say for the sake of argument, you have three kids. One of the children doesn't consent to the will. You could be in court now for years without going anywhere. It's just the nature of the system. COVID, people are not working, you know, in the courthouse. They're working from home. Things are not as efficient as they should be. And people are just waiting. And sometimes it can be very, very um, aggravating because let's say for the sake of argument, you're left a co-op and there's a mortgage on the co-op and you got to make the mortgage payments on the co-op, the loan payments on the co-op. You got to pay the maintenance on the co-op. And meanwhile, you're waiting for a court order to sell the property or you're waiting for the property to go through probate. And there you are waiting for a couple of years. And I know a lot of people misunderstand me or they don't understand what is probate. If when you pass away, there are assets in your name alone when you pass away, those assets go through court. And when I say in your name alone, without a beneficiary. So if you have a bank account and trust for you have U.S. savings bonds payable on death with a beneficiary. You have an IRA with a beneficiary. You have an annuity with beneficiaries. Those assets do not go through court. They do not go through probate. So when I say your name alone, in other words, you do not have a beneficiary on that asset. That's what I mean by not being in your name alone. Now, if you have real estate, and, and this is what comes into play, The only effective way to avoid probate on real estate is ordinarily to do a trust agreement. Now, what's a trust agreement? If, you know, let's say you own a house, you put your house in a trust, 
basically it says, and, and 90% of the trusts we do are between parents and children. Could it be between uncle and aunt, nephew and niece? Could it be significant other, domestic partner? Yes. But I'm going to use the terminology between parents and children because 90% of the trusts we do are usually between parents and children. So let's say it's parents' house. They put the house in the trust. The house belongs to the parents for their lifetimes. They're the owner of the house for tax purposes and other purposes. Um, then they hold the house till after they're gone. In the trust agreement, it works like an annuity or an insurance policy. The beneficiaries of the insurance policy or the beneficiaries of the trust can sell the property the day after you're gone with a death certificate. There's no court proceeding. There's no probate. Now, the way we're talking right now, it would ordinarily be tax-free. There's no New York State death tax under basically $5,930,000, almost $6 million. And that can be a little misleading sometimes because let's say your net estate, off after all your bills are paid, you have a $6 million net estate, your children are going to owe $171,000 in taxes. Now, that sounds absurd that if you have a $5,930,000 estate, they pay zero in taxes. But that's the way the world is today. So if you're close to $6 million, you need to do some tax planning. But let's say you're solidly under $6 million. Your children sell the house. You paid $50,000 for your house 30 years ago. It's worth a million dollars on the day you pass away. Your children sell the house out of a trust for a million dollars. After their closing costs, they put a million dollars in their pocket. Now, here's one thing we have to be wary about. I'm giving you the law as of today. You're seeing a lot of wild proposals going through Washington right now because the Democrats have the majority. And some of those things is that maybe kids do have to pay capital gains tax, which could cost them two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000. Maybe the state tax is going to go down. But I'm giving you the law right now, and hopefully nothing too crazy goes up because hopefully there's going to be some compromise, some given back, and you know something incredibly stupid won't be passed. But right now, you're under $6 million. You're a New York State resident. You can leave $6 million completely tax-free to your children. The best way to do that is through a trust agreement so they don't have to go to court, they don't have to go to probate. And in a lot of ways, especially on your primary residence, you can protect that primary residence from medical bills and nursing home bills. And even right now in New York, if you put your house in a trust, the laws have changed as far as your liquid assets, your investments, and things like that. But if you put your house in a trust, it is not an asset for home care Medicaid, even when the law changes on April 1st. And I know some, obviously some of you don't listen to the show every week. What what are we talking about on April 1st? If you put in an application for home care benefits on or before April 1st, there is no look back period. So literally somebody could put a million dollars in a trust today, today being in January, and apply for home care Medicaid in February. They can put the assets in a trust in February and then apply for home care Medicaid in March. The law changes April 1st. Once we go past April 1st, we have a look-back period, and basically we have a 30-month look-back period for assets that are transferred on or after April 1st of this year. So if, you know, and I'm changing subjects and going around a lot, but we are talking about estate planning, and estate planning touches upon a lot of different areas. But if you want to apply for home care Medicaid, do it now. Get yourself into the system. Get yourself grandfathered in. Because after April 1st, it's going to be a totally different world. And again, I know this is confusing if you don't know it. And it's it's not always simple. It's not rocket science, but it's not always simple. And sometimes it's very easy for people to get confused. But if you'd like to schedule an appointment with our office, we have offices in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, Staten Island. We do not charge for the initial consultation. The initial consultation is free. Why is that? Because there's no one right answer for everybody. A lot of people say, what's best for me? Well, before we figure out what is best for you, we have to sit down and talk. Do you have children you get along with? Do you have a disabled child? Do you have a child living in your house? Is your Are you in good health? Or how old are you? Your children get along. Do you not have children? Do you have a significant other? You know, this would change 
all the answers to the questions as to what's best for you. So that's what happens. We come in, we talk it over. Everything we do as far as estate planning and elder law is a flat fee basis. You know, we don't charge by the hour as far as estate planning or elder law. We charge by the job. I've been doing this over 40 years now. You come in, you tell me what your assets are, what your plan is. I'll give you my suggestions for a plan based on my experience. And again, I've been doing it for 40 years. And then we go from there. You know exactly how much it would cost. Yeah, there might be some choices you have to make. There may be some decisions you would have to make one way or the other. But, you know, you would know what it costs, and then you go from there. And sometimes, you know, people procrastinate, which the the biggest mistake you can do in estate planning is to do nothing at all. Do something. And, of course, everybody should start with a will. I can't stress that enough. There's so many different things that can happen if you don't have a will. You don't have chaos. You don't want chaos after you're gone. You want somebody in charge. You want to do a will. You want to have an executor named, and that's one of the most important parts about a will. As bad as it is trying to probate a will, you still want an executor. You still want somebody in charge. You do want to have a will as a backup plan. Again, we want to pass assets to avoid probate. If we have bank accounts, they can be in trust for. If you have assets that you can have beneficiaries on, you want beneficiaries on the assets. If you own real estate, ordinarily, you want to do a trust agreement. We pass that asset through the trust agreement. It goes out tax-free up to $6 million right now in New York, which, by the way, is also $6 million for a husband, $6 million for a wife. So in, in a lot of cases, we can get $12 million out tax-free. At this point, don't ask me what's going to happen with the new administration. A lot of crazy things are going out there, but you know, keep listening to the show. We'll try to make the best of what happens. And again, thank you for listening to Ask the Lawyer. Don't don't forget to mention Catholic Charities in some of your, your documents or whatever. They really do great work, and they do God's work. They fulfill the Gospels for us. You know, if the Lord asks you, what would you do for the least of mine? You can say, well, I gave to Catholic Charities, and that way you did help the least of the Lord's flock. Thank you again for listening to Ask the Lord. Thanks for joining us. We are gathered here on hallowed ground, voices raised, heads bowed down. We're gathered here on hallowed ground to sing this soul away.